myself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel Polinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. Oh man, you look like a Jedi. All right. Yeah. Cool. We're rolling. So, welcome to the Know Thyself Podcast. I'm here with Jedi Daniel. Hey, hello. And um, I'm Eduardo. And uh, yeah, welcome. Welcome to this episode. Let me just go ahead and focus. Excited because, man, we're really approaching that end of the year. And it's coming. Episode 32. I'm so thankful. This is great, man. Um, yeah, episode 32, we're going to take a little bit of a turn from last week. Last week, we covered alchemy. And this week, we're going to go ahead and continue on with the four cardinal festivals we brought up one of those um or the origin of that in the episode for halloween and so we're going to go ahead and go right back into that for this week regarding um what is coming around the corner with winter solstice being christmas and the holiday that most of us celebrate um or understand as to why we celebrate or have an understanding of why we celebrated it and we're going to do an um, esoteric breakdown of that, but also, like I said, um, go a little more in depth aside from the origin and the symbolism of Christmas into the idea of what's happening astrologically as well as um, regarding all its symbolisms. Oh, and the story of the sun, of course. Right. I should have just mentioned that uh, right away. But uh, yeah, like I said, man, I'm just excited. So I want you to take it away from here. Yeah, yeah. No, and this is a this is an exciting exciting episode and again for all the individuals because we had such a good response about alchemy we are definitely going to continue that conversation next week and we're really excited about that and it's a there's infinite in that subject so we were we're really going to try to get um as in depth and kind of go on that journey together so again you know one of the things we kind of noticed with the um the halloween episode which i thought was really important information we released it just a little bit too late. I think we released it like two days before the holiday. Right. So I kind of feel like people were just not really jazzed to listen to the Halloween episode like two days later. Um, so we were trying to kind of do this one so we can kind of have this in mind as we're going through this universal ritual, which is the winter solstice. And right. that's kind of what we're going to kind of cover today. Um, so it really is kind of like a part two to that Cardinal Festival we were talking about with Halloween and most importantly, All Saints Day. Um, And so really, we kind of want to jump into that mindset right off the bat of kind of what we're talking about. And again, if you can kind of in your mind's eye kind of envision um, that circle, that circle with the cross in between it. So we have four points. We have the top point, the two sides, and then that bottom point. And what we're really going to be discussing today is that most southern point, which is going to be the winter solstice. Um, and this is, again, it's the journey of the sun through the year. And we're really going to see that not only is this an external ritual that's happening in our environment and in our in our universe, but it's also an internal 
ritual that's kind of happening. And we are also kind of going through these cycles right. and the importance of that awareness of this cycle and why we have to be reminded of this cycle yearly. Yeah. Because again, this rebirth and this creation of our highest self causes us to kind of go through this rebirthing process, go through this unmasking process, Absolutely. and later on this resurrection process every year. Because if the sun does it, which is a life force that gives us life, we partake in that life force. So we are called to do that as well. Exactly. So we're going to kind of look at you know the importance of that and kind of um, the distraction that kind of comes to keep us away from that information. Yeah. The conflict of what's inner with what's outer, um, as Manly P. Hall describes, um, is something that we really have to pay attention to, which unfortunately for us right now, the outer is very distracting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Really taking us away from that inner journey we're supposed to take to rise to that level of consciousness that we're supposed to, uh, you know, be so inviting of, you know, right, and really right. understand it. So Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a, that's a great point, man. And really this, um, the... The overarching lesson of this cardinal holiday, I think, is really going to be inspiring and kind of maybe create some inspiration and joy to people who are having a hard time kind of finding that light and that light of consciousness right now, just because it, the environment that we find ourselves in is murky True. right now, and we kind of have to really break through. And this is really going to be the story of the sun is going to be a great allegory for us to follow to get through these situations that we kind of find ourselves in. So I think connecting to the story right now is um, one of the most important things we can all do together. Absolutely. So, you know, so, so again, we kind of start from that, those four cardinal points, right? That cross that's within that circle. So um, above top, we have the, the summer solstice, right? And then it's going to kind of fall down to the fall equinox. And what we were really discussing, this is the fall of the internal soul falling into matter. And that's right. something we kind of discussed last time. And we really descri described how that that um, fall equinox is really the incarnation of that soul energy into matter. And then what it's going to do is it's going to go through this process of these next 30 days of really kind of identifying with this animal self and not really seeing the the deeper aspects of life and kind of getting caught up in that animal life. And really what we were kind of looking at that cardinal holiday, um, I said 30 days, but I meant 40 days, that, that cardinal holiday that falls at 40 days after, which is Halloween and All Saints Day, mm -hmm. this was really what we kind of spoke about was the first time that you're actually going to take off that mask that you're wearing and actually perceive that there is a deeper essence to life. There is a finer substance. Um, it's not just this carnal, primal experience we're living in. It's actually a spiritual experience. Now, when that initially mask comes off on All Saints Day, that kind of that's really going to kind of start the second part of this journey. So the first part of the journey is the fall into matter, the you know, the incarnation into a physical self, right. the identification with just the physical. Um, and then through Halloween and All Saints Day, we have this urge to look below the mask, okay? And this is really a great marking point for the starting of the spiritual process. And just how confusing the spiritual process is, when we first kind of take that leap of faith that maybe there's more. And that's really what this Halloween, the time between Halloween and Christmas is really going to signify, is it's really going to signify um, 
you know, the the start of that dark night of the soul. So what we're going to see astrologically happen and even astronomy happening at this time is the days are getting shorter. Okay. And this is the fall of the sun. The days are getting shorter as we're approaching winter. And what we're going to see in that aspect is as the sun kind of starts to enter the underworld, we are also intuitively going to be called to enter the underworld. Right. So this is really a time for like introspection. This is a really a time to, when you talk about your shadow self and incorporating your shadow self and kind of going down into that subconsciousness, looking at your patterns, looking at your your habits, looking at the even those traumas that are kind of buried deep down inside, um, and really kind of going through this. This is really a time for the internal work. So again, we follow the sun as the sun goes into the underworld and the sun looks like it's it's going into darkness. Right. We follow that, right? Because that's the light that we follow. So as that light wanes, also our internal light wanes, okay? So this is really important um, because what we're really going to kind of start investigating is how you use the wheel of the year to help you on your direction of what spiritual faculty you should be working on. Okay, right. so this is the time for internal work. So as we take off that mask, we don't just take off that mask and have this amazing conscious understanding, right? Everybody knows when they kind of go through that process of maybe starting to see beyond the five senses, it's it's confusing. There's a lot of information. A lot of your old trauma that you've been kind of ignoring is kind of starting to arise up. You're, you're just doing that internal work that's so important. Um and so what we're really kind of looking at is, you know, the burning away of that dross that we kind of talked about. So this is very much a time for like internal introspection and kind of burning away the falsalities and that falseness that's within our subconscious, the, the stuff we don't normally perceive. And that's kind of the first step of the spiritual process, because what we're trying to do is give room and space for the seed of Christ consciousness to be born. And that's what this process is about. So that's why it's really important after All Saints Day to follow the sun into the underworld and go into your own internal underworld, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and this is really why when you kind of start looking at the astrological wheel, this is why it's aligned with the correct zodiac signs, because what you find with yourself after All Saints Day is you are in the reign of Scorpio. Right. And Scorpio is... You know, it's all about bravery, um, but bravery to go into the underworld. Like Aries is kind of more the bravery, and Leo's kind of more of that bravery to maybe like go into battle, especially like Aries, like go into a fight in a battle. Where Scorpio can still be kind of confrontational like that, but it's more with like going into the underworld. Like Scorpio is always kind of ruled the underworld and everything that happens below the subconscious, right? Um, so, you utilize this time period, this astrological energy that's available um, to use that that passion that comes from Scorpio, to, to use that conviction, to use that willpower to really go deep in this self-examination process, mm-hmm. right? So these are kind of the steps we're taking after All Saints Day. After we took off the mask, now we're using that energy, that bravery that Scorpio provides us to kind of go internal and start making our way through the subconscious and putting light onto that situation so we can kind of become a little bit more aware of it, incorporate it, and then the aspects that need to be cleansed, 
put through that cleansing purifying process and further incorporation. So this is really a critical time for where perception is kind of combined with intuition. So it's it's one of the unique aspects that Scorpio preside because you do have this critical perception and people with strong Scorpio signs, they do have this ability to critically perceive information as well as very intuitive. So they, it's kind of that balancing of both sides of the brain, which is really important. So this is, again, this is kind of that unlearning process that you kind of go through and introspection and intuition is the two to those two tools that you're going to use in that unlearning process. Right. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Well said. So, um, so yeah, again, you know, and again, Scorpio is such a good representation of utilizing both the left side and the right side of the hemispheres of the brain. And it really is kind of about that alchemical sex that putting together those brain aspects. So again, we're kind of seeing these steps of alchemy, how certain things need to be put in place so you can give birth to the light of the world, which right. is that Christ consciousness, right? We can't just obtain this info. We can't just obtain enlightenment. There's a purification process of the four elements that we first have to go through. And that's kind of what we were really focusing on through last week. So really what we're going to do in Scorpio is a journey through hell. And we're going to go through our own internal hell, our own internal darkness, the image, the aspects of ourself that we don't consciously recognize but the reward for this journey is going to be the birth of this Christ consciousness at the winter solstice. Right. 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 So, you know, through this incubation process, we are led um, into, um, we're going to make our way through that. And then we're going to make our way into Sagittarius. Okay. And Sagittarius is going to be more of a positive masculine sign. So we're... Into Scorpio is going to be very much intuitive, kind of looking within and inward introspection. Sagittarius is going to almost provide this joy um, and this abundance and this expansion and this kind of the vitality um, to kind of see this light of truth and this light of God in our outside environments. Right. 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 So Sagittarius, again, it's just how this wheel of the wheel of the year works in a corporation to the evolution of our consciousness. All these cycles are very important. And again, cycle recognition, pattern recognition is so important in this aspect. So um, this is really kind of our ability to see the light of truth and love in the world and the environment. And uh, it's, it's and it's it's all in this process as the seed is gestating within us that's going to bloom into this this Christ consciousness. Okay, so yeah, so this is this is a time that kind of gives hope. Yeah, um, it's the inner life that most children see as they're born, and uh, luckily for us in our planet, it happens twice a year as we're talking about winter solstice. But I really like that it happens on both hemispheres, so both uh-huh. hemispheres will experience this inner light. Yeah, that again, children see. Uh, mostly when they're born, you know, as uh, I know in the lecture for Manly P. Hall that I really like, and he's got a couple good books regarding um, a lot of what we're going to say today. But one of the things that I really appreciate is that inner energy that we all feel as we come into this time of Sagittarius and move into what we're, what we're going to get to right now in, in this topic of Christmas and the holiday and, and, and it's, you know, true meaning, but because a lot of people will right now 
sort of ignore what they're feeling inside. And I don't understand why when it's like so prominent, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And this really helps explain why it's so prominent as we're moving in from, you said Scorpio into, right. Into Sagittarius. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, again, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, which is why I'm being so hesitant because I really want to talk about what's happening internally and what's happening on the exterior that creates that conflict, which is always what we talk about, right? The conflict between these oppositions and like, how we're supposed to act upon um, what's really happening or how we're supposed to act um, truly within. Right. But it's very hard to do. But again, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. That's why I'm sort of spacing here. Um, But go on. Yeah. And that's exactly it. So after Scorpio, we kind of go into Sagittarius. And again, Sagittarius is going to lead us right up to um, kind of the end of the Christmas season. But Christmas obviously is celebrated in Capricorn. And we're going to kind of discuss that. So, Sagittarius is all going to be about abundance and expansion, and you even see this in the holiday festivities. Like yeah. people are really excited about Christmas, Christmas early on in the December's. But as you kind of approach Christmas and you actually do the the holiday, it doesn't have that same warm energy of Sagittarius. And Sagittarius really is going to kind of bring out that external light. There's that joy you see it in your surroundings. So right. this is really a, a unique time of the year because you just kind of can perceive the higher aspects in your external environment. Right. And what this is really kind of doing is kind of giving a hint to the, it's almost a preview of about what's about to be born within you right. if you continue this process. So you went through the the masking process, you went through the introspection of Scorpio. Sagittarius is really about a time of enjoy life, enjoy this experience, you know, connect with people. It's the instinct to give. The instinct to give, absolutely. And it's, and it kind of explodes out of us, right? Right, exactly. Um, You know, and it's this, again, it's this, it's the ability to see in the external, this kind of light over darkness. And even though the days are still getting shorter at this time, there's just this feeling that, everything is going to be okay and that sun is going to rise and lightness is going to triumph darkness. Um, So this really helps to kind of decalcify the eyes that we've been able to open up Mm -hmm. since taking off that mask, right? So we're able to decalcify the eyes and see the love in the situations around us that we might have not been able to do if we did not go through that internal work in Scorpio. Okay, so this is almost the gift for going to hell, is what Sagittarius is kind of giving you. And it is, it's going to give you these finer substances, these this higher order thinking. People are going to be more charitable at this time, going to show a little bit more gratitude. Um, and really, we're going to kind of start to see this, this birth of light and truth that is in the near future going to come in Capricorn, which is the birth of the Christ, which is that birth of the light within us. So... Halloween, we follow the soul into darkness to cleanse ourselves from the birth of the Christ consciousness. And then Sagittarius is is kind of that reward and that champion of us to kind of keep going on this journey and not to get, to almost like snap us out of that introspection to kind of make us more kind of aware of our environment. Right. And really to be able to perceive in others that the story of the sun is not only your story, but their story as well. So you, you're starting to see love and consciousness in the things around you, which is going to be something that you only can do when you can kind of start perceiving that internally. Right. right? The power so, within ourselves. Right. Right. Exactly. You exactly. want to see it in others as well. Uh, right. And that ramping up, which is uh, 
incredible. It's something I'm so excited to talk about. Um, that symbolism and generosity, um, you know, the instinct to give that we're talking about, um, the inner giving of divinity, right? You know, yeah, absolutely, man. And and again, what it's really kind of Sagittarius is kind of telling us is the new the new cycle hasn't started yet, but it's kind of alluding that there's going to be a new cycle that's about to emerge from the old, and we're mm-hmm. about to have a rebirth. And so, again, we follow the sun on its journey because we are the sun on the journey. Okay, so as above, so below. So again, the son of God and the sun God mm-hmm. is the same thing. So right. the physical son of God, which is the, the physical representation of the infinite making itself visible, which is our physical son, is the same story as the son of God, which is each and every one of us. Right. Right. So again, we're starting to see this connection. We're starting to see this rhythm because... This is the rhythm of life and rebirth. This rhythm that the sun goes through every year is the same rhythm of us. Okay, so we're starting to perceive this pattern, starting to perceive this this cycle. And this rhythm, in, in darkness, you deal with darkness. So you right. follow the sun. So again, we use the sun as our compass in our spiritual journey um, because it's the light of our day. It's our eternal and internal savior. So... What we're going to see with this winter solstice is as the sun is reborn, so are we. Right. And we are really going to kind of move and transition of this light over darkness. So um, the rhythm of the universe is very much played out in the story of the sun and that idea of light over darkness. And we resonate and connect with that and also show the champion of light over darkness in our internal sun, which is our soul. Which is fascinating for all the... Um exoteric um storytelling of what's happening in our in our planet all at once and has been happening which is where even folklore obviously comes from right folklore Mm -hmm. is influenced and converted into symbols that represent our internal self which is this exact journey you're talking about right now right yeah exactly it's the exact same current and again you're right it's in all these stories it's all in all these tellings like We've heard this all before, so this isn't new information, but again, we have to be reminded of this, and we're going to kind of talk about how they don't remind us about this, because this is the cycle, the cycle of rebirth, resurrection, and making yourself back up into internal life is this process we need to be doing every year, and we're going to see how we're kept distracted from that, and every year you don't follow this rebirth, you're a step behind. So this is why these festivals were so focused on. These people knew this. They lived religious, spiritual lives at that time, but they still knew that they needed this in front of their face so they didn't lose track of why they were here, right? right. right? You know, so this, this again, this universal ritual, because everything is a ritual, um, is the ritual of the soul. Uh, and you do this yearly to remind you who you are, okay? So the universe puts us in this cycle to announce to you and to make sure you don't forget who you are. So they're going to they're going to hijack these rituals um, with toys and candy. But the truth is, they're keeping you from remembering who you are and what you are. These solar and astrological festivals, these rituals, this is the, the story of you. So this whole thing is for you because you are it. Right. You are the son of God. Like we are 
the princes and the princesses who have to go down into the sea and find that pearl, right? So we are very much it, just kind of like when we talked about the hide and seek episode, right? You are it. And they very much can't have you knowing that. And this, this whole story, this whole story of the sun going fighting light and darkness, traveling through the Zodiac, this is all for you. You know, it's for each and every one of us to remind us of this universal consciousness ritual. And the universe tells you this story every year because for the universe to evolve, evolve, you must first. We all must first. So again, it's those angels on the threshold whispering awake. When we align ourselves with these cycles, you participate in this rebirth and the light of God is reborn. Right. Okay. So it's so important. There's a reason why these cycles are all the same. Like it's a reason why we see this. It's a reason why they celebrated these festivals. Because at the winter solstice, what we're going to see is on the 22nd, the days are going to kind of stop. And then on the 25th, the sun is reborn and it's starting to make its cycle back up that wheel. And the days are going to begin to get longer. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see the birth of the sun of right. God, the sun God. Right. Um, and then that's what we're kind of making our way into Capricorn. So again, this is very much the light of the divinity of the world being reborn. Um, but this this is an internal process that we look over, okay? And this is, again, this is why they hijack the holidays, so to keep you off of this path, because they can't have you reborning yourself and resurrecting yourself every year right. because you're going to become a powerful conscious force. And if we all start doing that, their control, their power, and their manipulation will dissolve away. So this is, again, this is why they're going to distract us with candy and toys at these festivals and kind of make you think of this like a secular holiday when really it's it's even beyond religion. It's beyond spiritual because it's just the story of you and it's the story of your evolution over light, over darkness. And just how the sun has to battle this every year, you too have to battle this every right. year. Um, and it's going to be your free will decisions that decide whether light will champion darkness. Right. Right. But how they have it is we're just in darkness the entire time. And some people don't even know that this is a roadmap that's about them. Right. Right. Well, we've been, again, led astray, but in the sense of work hoping or relying on someone to give us the answers at the end of of the year practically i think that people just want to get this done and over with when internally though it's happening with or without your acknowledgement you know and so the more you can acknowledge what this like inner love is the love for beauty or as you know um i've heard you know like because love is, you know, you love because love is, and we hope because hope is, and people kind of take that for granted. They're just like, no, like what the external um, world has taught me is that like, this is temporary. This is what I should involve myself in as it's been given to me. And then it'll be gone and it'll be back again next year. And it's like, no, no, no. What comes next year should be the rebirth of you as a higher being. And mm-hmm. instead, that's the part that was taken from you. You just took the external, the um, exoteric idea of it, whatever religion you belong to, whatever uh, ritual it is that we're talking about, whether it's pagan or whether it's within Christianity, everyone has hijacked it for their own you know, idea of how um, or what this process really is. But mm-hmm. it's, it's not something you can like, 
you can reshape the idea of it, but internally it's the same Mm -hmm. and it's going to be continue to be the same until hopefully people find out, um, how to continue to evolve from that rather than just recycle it and just kind of stay at the same level, spiritually speaking, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it's not making those steps to climb that ladder to heaven. Right. You're going to stay in hell. And that's kind of where we find ourselves in consciousness right now. And the only way out is through. And you have to go through these, this manipulation. You have to go through this disillusionment. You have to go through this ignorance. Right. And you have to really align yourself to the patterns of the universe and really kind of play the musical notes of the angels to get up to those those levels of that angelic realm that we're kind of all trying to kind of work our way to. So really what we're going to see at this end of the Sagittarius right around December uh, 25th is as the days, as the sun starts to make its journey back up the wheel of the year and the days getting longer, we're going to see the birth of that Christ consciousness within. Right. Right. And Christ consciousness, what we're going to see here is the story of Jesus. And what this is all going to be about is now you've cleaned up the internal aspects of yourself. You've kind of cleaned right. the temple to be able to bring in this light of Christ consciousness, which is the highest thinking. And now what we're going to do is figure out how to take this light of consciousness that we've manifested within on this winter solstice and move it out. Okay, so now this is the sharing of Christ consciousness. This is the gift of life. This is the spreading of joy. This is the spreading of grace, truth, peace, love, and service. So really what we're going to see here is what the story is of the sun god and of um, Jesus, and that's going to be taking enlightenment that you have reached internally and moving it out. Okay, right. so this is where the when the during the dark side we really start to when we're kind of the days are getting shorter, we're working with that subconscious and we're really doing internal work, right? Mm-hmm. So now that the light has championed the darkness, we too have championed the darkness. So now our work happens in the external. Right. So this is where you take that that enlightenment, and you take that Christ consciousness and it moves out to affect your community, to help kind of light the torch for others and kind of lead them on this journey as well. And that's really what this time is going to be about. So again, the the Lamb of God, the light of God is now within you and you're moving it out. And this process of learning how to do this is what this next step is. So again, once we start using this light, we kind of have to learn it. But the mastering of this light is the resurrection that's going to happen at Easter. Right. And then with that resurrection, you're going to climb your way back into internal life, back with the Creator, um, making the journey back home. Right. Right. So, um, again, this uh, this light of the world is reborn in this winter solstice, and this light of the world is the idea of love and the idea of truth and the idea of spreading this information and making it abundant for others and really the idea of almost service to your fellow brothers and sisters and making sure that you're spreading love because love is that generative force that doesn't deplete as you share it with others. And this is really the story, and this is really what the gift is about. Actually, in in ancient times, the gift-giving was done 
on like the 20th and the 21st. Yeah. It was- so it was done more during Sagittarius. Um, the 25th was only saved for the greatest gift, and that's the gift of life, and that's the gift of truth, and that's the gift of the Creator sacrificing His Son so this 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 experience could happen, and we too could champion light over darkness. Right. Right? So it's really the, that ultimate gift of, of hope and truth to kind of transcend the trials and tribulations of this material aspect and to see that there's a finer substance, to see that there's something we're actually working for, and it's not just all loss up in the, the hard, dross, physical five-sense reality. Right. Which is what we've done. I mean, again, I, I don't know if I was making sense earlier, but like all the things you learn about along the way, all the things that we celebrate and all the festivals that we have or have had in the past are just a uh, an ode to this internal um, manifestation, this internal change that is to come and to to be acknowledged. And I just think it's interesting that now more than ever, um, it makes it so difficult for us to pull away from the idea of all the accumulated, um, I don't know, familiarities of folklore and really go back inside. And right now, to be completely honest, this is as, as, as dark as days may seem right now or murky, as you were saying earlier, I think it's a good thing because I think you've been put up against the wall right now in this 21st century that we find ourselves in, in 2020 about not really wanting to be a part of the idea that was sold to you and actually be a part of the idea that's internal. And right now, I think if, we were distracted at any point in time with all these external ideas of the folklore and the things that have been added on over hundreds of years. Now we can actually go introspectively and say, wait, why why do I still want to celebrate this? What is it that I feel inside? Like for instance, I read a story out there and I'll just make my point right now that things were not good, even with the idea of um, St. Nicholas when he's around, you know, this Bishop, but like the idea that um, I think St. Nicholas as just as a man walking and giving prostitutes gold on the when when Sagittarius is prominent before the the night of Christmas, just giving this man giving prostitutes gold to just stay home and exchanging greeting cards with them, saying like, "Hey, like there's more to you than what you're doing, just to gain some kind of um, monetary value for you to survive. Like I'll help you survive." Like the idea of charity, you know, it all comes from that 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 within um, that the. The thing that we're talking about that's happening within, especially during Sagittarius and leading up to Christmas. And like, so people take a story like that and then they just augment it or just make something more of it. And people are just sort of relying on a story passed down, 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 but not remembering what's going on inside is what I'm trying to really say. Is that I think right now in the times that we find ourselves in, people are asking this question more and more. So for listeners like right now, or even others, people who are, who are curious about this whole religion, there's almost a challenge. There's a call out for challenge. And I say this because of people within my like community of, of friends and family question this saying, why are we doing this again? I mean, they're almost angry. They're like, I don't understand why I have to give this to you physically. Oh, cause you gave me something like, gee, thanks. And it's like, no, 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 no. That, I don't, I don't need anything physical. And someone else might reply the same thing. Well, neither do I. So then why are we doing this? So I think it's a good place to be in right now. If we're going to ask such questions rather than just like rolling with the folklore, the idea of what's really actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree, man. I agree. And I think that's, 
That's the reason why we're in this situation is because we lost the significance and the meaning right. of all life, right? Everything has just become motion. So everything we just do for the motion, we just do because, oh, this is tradition. Right. But we have no understanding of the meaning behind everything. Right. And that's something that was really lost in these last couple hundred years. And meaning is what gives everything significance. Like there is a meaning to aspects. There's a meaning to the symbolism of all things. And exactly. when we break everything down into this, just this five sense material concept, we lose that meaning and we yeah. lose that significance. And when we lose that significance, we lose God because God in this universal consciousness makes its significance and its impression in everything. Exactly. But when we stop perceiving that ether and that, that finer substance, everything is just becomes a thing. Exactly. And it loses its magic. And again, that's kind of the, one of the more exciting parts of this esoteric occult journey is reconnecting with the magic that you kind of forgot about. Because again, you know, children love this holiday. Um, you know, they, they love it for the presence, but they love it just for the joy that it brings and the idea that everybody's coming together and there's that. The energy, the internal that energy, energy that makes yeah. itself present, right? So. That's really? exactly what I was trying to say. I'm so right. glad you kind of put it in a more finer way. Like I didn't want to get ahead of myself with the stories that are out there. I have so many stories about it, but thank you. Cause that's exactly what I'm trying to say. It's just like, it's, it's a more basic idea that we forget and yeah. leave behind, but children, you know, they, they know exactly it. how to see it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, yeah, absolutely. They, they perceive the meaning, you know, like you, that's why they ask you why so often. Right. You know, children are always asking you questions of why this, why that. And as an adult, you get kind of bugged by it and you kind of get irritated by it. And then you really have to kind of look at yourself in the mirror and be like, why don't I ask why anymore? You well, know, like when the, did I lose that? When yeah. did I lose that that aspect of myself? You know, where you stop asking why and you just start doing what and when do I need to do this? What am I doing? Right. You know? And you lose that aspect of why. And again, that's why out of the five W's, why is the most important, most powerful aspect um, when it comes to that critical thinking and that trivium, right? Well, the same idea that you always bring up about the story of Socrates, uh, if you haven't heard when Daniel talks about the story of Socrates, but Socrates asks one of his students, right, yeah. about the carrot. And so the carrot defined as a vegetable and then making their way back around to basically not having any form of really describing an object that we've given a name to, which is what we do often, yeah. is we give names to things that we think we know about or understand about and it limits it gives us this limited experience right. because of doing that which right. is what children don't do children mm -hmm. are like no there's more beyond this mm -hmm. you're just not seeing it the way right. i'm seeing it yeah you know because we put everything in a box right yeah and we forget that everything is the box and the space outside of the box right. and the space within the box you know but we we just we do we kind of compartmentalize everything and we just try to make everything fit into the box that we kind of prescribe and once you do that, you lose that that essence and you lose that signature of universal creation, right? Right. So, um, so perfect, man. I, I, I like how you brought up the idea of St. Nick because, again, that's going to be one of the aspects that's going to kind of come from this. And, you know, the, the symbolic archetype of Santa Claus and, you know, the aspects of why is it we utilize certain aspects within Christmas. And, um, you know, the first aspect that we kind of want to look at when it comes to symbolism is the idea of the pine tree and yep. putting the pine tree into the house. And just the, you know, the esoteric significance of the pine tree, because the pine tree is really going to be a signifier of 
eternal life. Right. Right? Because during the the trials and tribulations of life, when life gets cold and it's there's frost in our life and we're really in this calcinite stage, the pine tree doesn't lose its leaves. Exactly. Right? It really kind of is, it, it just stays strong and it stays green to really kind of show that eternal life of this process that that gives you hope and courage as you are also going through the dark night of the soul and that cold aspect of that introspection and really going deep inside yourself so you can do the the proper cleansing, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. So so we take this tree, right, that, that shows us internal life. And then what we're going to do is we're going to put lights onto the tree. And what those lights are going to represent and what this tree really is going to represent is the human spinal cord. And these lights are going to represent the different energy centers. Okay, so we know this as the chakra system in the East and the Kabbalah in the West. Mm -hmm. And that's really what this aspect is going to represent. It's going to represent the illumination of those energy centers and the idea that all of these energy symbols are illuminated. Okay, and that's exactly what the tree is going to represent. It's going to represent the human spinal cord, right? And the spinal cord is our spiritual conductor of energy, Mm -hmm. right? So the spinal cord... Really, I mean, that's where that kundalini energy lives, and that's where we're going to harvest it by lining up those chakras, by going through the correct paths on the Kabbalah. That's where we really activate those spiritual centers and kind of make ourselves whole. And um, through that aspect, as we're able to turn on that energy, we go through a process of actually activating the other thing that's within our spinal cords, and that's our DNA, right? So, and that's something that is kind of a misconception you know sometimes people talk about like how we don't use all aspects of our brain really we use a lot of our brain depending on how we're using it correctly depends on you know the the skill set of the individual but the one aspect of us as humans that is entirely dormant is our dna we only activate about 15 percent of that code and as you raise yourself up with spiritual understanding generate that kundalini energy correctly and responsibly you are start to decode and activate more aspects of your DNA. And this is the code of universal creation. So you are able to actually activate aspects that are dormant right. of universal creation. And that's going to be really important because what we're going to see is when you light up all those aspects, that's when the star lights up. That thousand level potus, that thousand level petal lotus, that's the star that you put on top of the tree. And this is Christ consciousness lighting the way. This is the internal light of creation, you wearing that on your crown chakra so you can light the way. And that's really what the representation of the tree is. It's that the the foundation of that eternal life, the lighting up of the chakras to activate that thousand level po- lotus that is the it is the um the Christ consciousness. Yep. That we are getting born in this time of the year. Right. So um Or that should be illuminated at all times, which is what children see when they see your aura. The yeah. aura is the the top of the tree. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean the only reason that you should ever even consider something uh to correct that uh, lack of energy going through your spine is when you're ready to to light all of the sections of your body or in like the Kabbalah, 
would say, you know, like just at least being aligned with all of them at once to make sure you elevate to the next level. And I think mm-hmm. it's interesting that um, some people don't even realize that when they do uh, just practice yoga and like mm-hmm. the origins of yoga, it's just like trying to get your spine to just be completely in a physical sense, um, good enough to better your soul mm-hmm. in order to connect to the higher source or yeah. to a higher source. But anyways, I don't want to go off on that, but, uh, no, I think it's important, man. Yeah. Oh, and I think that's why it's so important to practice yoga that ties into spirituality. You know, there's this, there's a trend right now of kind of like secular yoga and they just talk about mind and body, mind and body. Um, but you can't do that process fully without the spirit. Right. You know, you need that in there. It's it's not just an exercise system. Like exactly. It is a, you, you get physical exercise from it, but you have to incorporate the spirit. It's just like the alchemical process. Like, if you're using mind and body to go through the alchemical process, you're not going to get gold. Right. And the same thing happens with um, your approach to yoga. Now, if you want to do it just for physical exercise, that's fine, but you still need to make some time to have a spiritual inclusion in that. And we kind of see this in like, secular yoga schools where they just talk about mind and body. Um, and this that depthness isn't there because you're not activating that finer energy to really activate those chakras and get everything turned online and activating that, that DNA that's dormant. Absolutely. Right? That's why I love the idea of the tree. It's the same thing as far as like talking about it from what it is from one perspective or what it is actually happening internally. And right now in the situation we find ourselves in, as I was saying, it's like if you're uncomfortable enough um, you will do something about it. Sometimes people don't do something about it when they're uncomfortable enough. But one thing I'm noticing right now in this very moment is as that tree lights up, people are feeling more drawn to the tree than they are to even the gift giving. And that's just been on a very basic connection I've had with friends like yourself or even my fiance and I have with our house. It's just like, no, like we want to do first is make sure that we illuminate this home not so much for the reasons that we all have illuminated our home, but for something deeper that people are lacking in right now. Yeah. And so I think it's given us a lot of an opportunity to really see for what it really is, what that real spiritual connection is, as you're saying, like in the lack of it in the lessons of yoga, of just learning it from physical mental. It's like, no, there's one more aspect that you're not really considering that you should. And I feel like people right now are open to that. Yeah. Yeah. Know? And absolutely. And I think you were given the choice because what is under the tree, right? It's, the shiny boxes of Saturn. Now, where does your focus go? Is your focus on the illuminated chakras with the Christ consciousness at the top? Or are you focused in on the material shiny box cube of Saturn? Yeah. Right. So what gift are you interested in giving? Are you interested in giving the gift of life and the gift of love? Or is this about a material practice? Right. Are you giving the gift of Saturn? Are you giving that cube? Is that what the focus is of this day for you? Um, And that's where that free will decision is going to come into. You know, that's where these, that's where as individuals, we need to decide what aspect of Santa Claus are we going to be playing? You know, are we going to be playing this, this corporate Black Friday Santa Claus that you just have to get the best toys for your family members. Like, of course you want to get your, your family members gifts, but your true gift is your presence 
of being fully aligned and attached to your Christ consciousness. And that's the best gift you can ever give the loved ones that you have. Which is why parents still don't acknowledge the fact, or maybe they do, and why they like to gift their kids so often. That's mm-hmm. where the closest you will get to an internal happiness that you could have at all times, which is the the giving of your inner power onto someone else and showing them why they why they matter. We all matter. We're all the journey. We are the son being reborn soon enough. But... If you go back to basics, parents will, that's their, that's their one um, tie to the cosmic idea of ourselves is when they see a child, a child open up that, the present, the actual gift. But if you ever watch your father receive a gift, we all know the same feeling. We're all there right now as we're getting older in the sense of there's emptiness that follows through with it. Because as you're saying with that Saturn energy, it's not, there's no fulfillment of true happiness and joy that can go beyond just one day but for for the entire um for the entire year to come and the year to come after that and so i just think it's interesting that we we feel it you know what i mean like if you go go gift to gift with an adult the adult's like well you know i mean you can make it meaningful but my favorite way of giving what i'm trying to get at is when i give everything i have for a, a, a true reason of giving and not receiving anything at all. Because I'm like, right. no, no, I just wanted to see how you know that there's... I just wanted you to feel some of the happiness I feel inside. Right. And that's, that's the exchange I want. That's the real gift, right. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's so important, man, because we are. We're replacing the infinite gift of life with this finite gift of things. Right. And I love how you put... When you give that infinite gift of love, it does last the whole year. Where it depends on the thing, it might break or be, you know, it might not be cool in a month, right? So it is everything in that material world is finite. And what you're really dealing with at this time, especially on Christmas Day, is that infinite give of life and love that is eternal and self-generating, right? So as you share it, people experience it, and then they can create it within themselves. And that's really what this um, this whole aspect is. Like, if we think about it, like... Just how much, like, the inversion of all this is of, like, Black Friday. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Like, just, Yeah, inversion. That's a great word. You're it's the, it's right. the complete reversal, right? Because, you know, this is not what this holy day or this holiday is about. And people are leaving Thanksgiving dinner with their families to go wait in line at Fart Mart to get a TV on for $100 less. So they're literally leaving their family to go get them a physical gift. So they're leaving the presence. Their presence right. is being removed so they can get a present. Right. Right. So it's just so funny. They, we don't use these words. They're, they don't you know sound the same for a reason. Like your presence is your gift. Right. And that's really what's going to formulate your family. That's what's going to make your children into sovereign adults. That's what's going to make your partner, um, your relationship stronger is your elevated, illuminated presence into a situation For sure. um, where you're fully listening, fully giving love, and you're connecting with these individuals. And that's really what this whole thing is about. That's why we we come together as families. But again, they've, they've hijacked this to make you think that this is a material aspect. Um, and again, that, that Santa Claus, like we were kind of talking about, um, is that archetype of giving, that idea of charity, spreading joy and light. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like how you said, like, you know, you don't, like, you. I think you leave cookies for Santa, but I don't even know what that's about. But nobody leaves a gift for Santa. It's 
it's that that gift of life is just bestowed onto you, right? right? There's no replications looking for it. It's not that I gave you a gift, so now you have to give me a gift. Um, And this idea of being able to give love without respecting love back is very important. And, you know, they talk about how one of the, the worst things we do as adults is we think it's a rite of passage to tell your children that Santa Claus isn't real. Like you think like, oh, you're, you're too old now to believe in Santa Claus. Right. And you're missing the point. Like Santa Claus is, is within all of us. Exactly. It's that, it's that archetype of giving, that archetype of joy and spreading joy and putting a smile on somebody's face. So when you tell them Santa Claus isn't real, you're really doing a disservice to that child because really what you should be educating is like, no, actually that energy that you've been accustomed to and that you love is within you. And now the rite of passage should just be almost like a passing of the Santa Claus hat onto them. Right. Now you are Santa Claus. You are this jovial Jupiter spirit that tries to spread joy, tries to spread happiness, tries to do love and service for other individuals. Um, And this needs to go, you know, 365 days a year, but it really should be a rite of passage rather than a closing of a door. Absolutely. You know, which is why it's funny because um, did you ever hear the uh, the whole theory on the uh, Amanita Muscaria with with Christmas and how the Nordics when they were celebrating this holiday so all these things probably fall through one big funnel and then they're all you know you can go back in time and try to pinpoint where all these religions come from but I think it's interesting that to be on a psilocybin uh, experience or more so a psychedelic experience which is when these Nordics would gift people. Um, these these mushrooms that would grow under these giant i'm into that yeah they would grow under these pine trees and they would actually gift them but the real gift was that if it wasn't that you ate the mushroom or drank the urine of the reindeer that actually ate the mushrooms as well it would give people an insight as to what they should be really feeling on this rebirth of the soul and people would actually connect a lot quicker than ever before so people were like it was just a little it was back to the rituals where it comes from but um they say that's where the the Christmas colors started to sort of evolve from when it came to, um, you know, the whole red and white idea and giving gifts down a tree. But more importantly, what people really realize is they were being gifted something um, far beyond their understanding with no need for a gift back. Right. And so, again, there goes the same thing you were just talking about. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's that, it is, it's that, that story of, Santa Claus, the the grand divine humanitarian, right? Yeah. Jolly and giving. Um, and how that the workshop of Santa is in the North Pole. Right. Which is the brain of man. So we are actually throughout the year Santa's little helpers to create the attitude, the personality, and the character to be able to spread joy to the children of the world. Absolutely. Right? And that's going to be a really important aspect, because um, this is really where the Spirit conceives all the good works that you do, and you share it with others. So the thoughts, desires, and the actions um, come forth into the world, and they bring joy and peace. And this is going to be so important, because this is the gift of life, and this is the gift of light. Um, and this is what's going to give str- individual strength and courage to carry on in this endless battle that we right. find ourselves in, you know? Um, even like um, the kind of think about the spinal cord and its connection with um, 
the um the Christmas tree, even like Catholic Mass, if you ever see the staff that the cardinals are walking yeah. around with, it's that staff which represents the spinal cord, and on top of that is the, the pine brain, cone, yeah. right? Which is the, the pineal, pineal gland. gland. Yeah. That is our super consciousness God conductor. Like that right. is where probably consciousness is, where it's kind of um, it's your third eye. It's your third eye exactly, and it's um, exactly where that this experience is probably being created from. And again materialism, poor diet, that all calcifies that. So it's all about opening that up <laughs> because that's that aspect that's going to turn you online to Christ consciousness and be able to make this journey and continue this journey of the sun. And again, it's all about taking that love that you find in this divine moment and bringing it out to your community, out to your peers, and really just the sharing of light and love, which is what we need to do because that's what's going to give strength and courage to under overcome the problems not only where we face internally but also externally in the environment we find ourselves in. Absolutely. Now's the time to act on it. You know, mm-hmm. we always talk about the application. Don't stop the application. Keep going with the progress like or, or the process. And what I said um where I was saying earlier, um, I really I will put this on the website with the resources, but the lecture with Manly P. Hall, um, which is Christmas, uh, the day when divine love was made into flesh, is yeah. great. It's a it's about an hour, an hour and a half, but I highly recommend that I put it up there. But one thing that I want to stress on again one more time is not telling your children right away that that uh, Santa isn't real. Like keep that idea still alive for everybody because right now is the time where we can actually receive that energy you know at, at its most where mm-hmm. it's it's reciprocated well um but some people feel like oh no like you know people people make it political people make it um you know whatever they want to uh turn it into but it's okay just stay at a basic level of your all love mm-hmm. and it will be reciprocated you know um i can't guarantee that there might be someone out there who's not having a great year uh <laughs> i know there's many of them but uh but yeah man uh keep it going yeah, and again, you know, we share love, and even if somebody doesn't reflect it back, right? it's still God consciousness in another body, and you just have to understand that, you know, maybe they're just not at the internal spot that you are, but you don't take offense to that. Right. You know, that's why you still give love, and you still become this arbitrator of peace um, and light, and even if somebody comes back to you harshly, you don't take offense of it, you don't let it dim your own light, you in your mind, you kind of pray that that individual finds that balance. You know? Absolutely. It's kind of like when, you know, um, you know, I don't not doesn't don't have to deal with it too much anymore. But like when students would like talk about other students, like bullying other students and you're like, and they were talking about like just bullies and you're like, guys, a bully has so much hate inside that it's literally pouring out onto other people. Like you have to understand that this person is suffering intensely inside to have to treat other people like they do um so again you know how we approach situations in this this christ consciousness really teaches us to you know send good thoughts even that way now if somebody's trying to like mess with your energy obviously put up your block and kind of protect yourself because that's not your responsibility to take on that negative energy but you can always send love Absolutely. You know, you can always send love and you can always send forgiveness for even the individuals that that have, you know, that's a perfect part of this year is like for even individuals that maybe stole one of your restaurants from you, 
<laughs> um, but joking, but you do, you have to forgive those individuals, yeah. right? You have to, you have to understand that they're going through their process and you know, we're not, I don't need to be your best friend anymore, but I, I forgive you for the situation. I'm not going to hold that electrical current anymore. No, right? you don't need that. And, you know, I'm forgiving ourselves for our own mistakes, you know, like totally. forgiving yourselves for maybe messing like, you know, not being the right partner and losing a very important relationship or maybe not being the best son or daughter, you know, and like taking, you know, just like all the aspects, all of our shortcomings, this is a great time to forgive yourself. And you don't forgive yourself and justify being able to do it again. You have to learn from the experience exactly. and evolve through it, right? But you climb that ladder. It's this time for rebirth to reborn who you are. Um, and so you can start kind of climbing that ladder. And as you go through this rebirthing process, and as you go through this further resurrection process, as you kind of climb that ladder, you have also your code gets raised up and your perception of kind of kind of what you hold true and valuable to yourself. So you do raise your own standards as you do this because you get higher standards of who you are and what your Christ consciousness can actually do. Um, so as we raise up, your standards of who you are raise up with you. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a really important process of this rebirth and this resurrection because every time you do that, you raise your standards of exactly who you are. Um, and that's really an important person of hiding your, holding ourselves to high standards and always improving on those standards as we kind of climb this ladder back up to universal consciousness. Absolutely. And right? like the greatest thing about that is even if I love that you say that, man, because as you raise yourself, you raise the others, Yeah, you know, so don't worry too much about the one you can't, you know, assist with words, but do it with, with action. And they will definitely either up, acknowledge it or hopefully like come up to your level. And if they weren't meant to come to your level just yet, well, then they still got work to do, you know? Um, but yeah, I love that you're yeah. saying just wish them love. Cause yeah. that's, that's all you can do. It's definitely been a year, um, for everyone that's sort of changed the idea of, you know, what's right and what comes easy. But I think that, you know, taking care of yourself internally will take care of those uh, around you, at least those who are ready to accept that love that right. you're talking about. So that's awesome and beautifully said. Yeah. yeah it's episode it's 32. Episode 32. And that's I'm again, great, man. happy holidays to, to everybody that we're Absolutely. kind of approaching and um, yeah, just kind of all the love in the world for all of our, all of our listeners and everybody on this journey with us. Yeah. Uh, we're approaching almost the end of the year. So we're excited to, Movement to the next year um, with with all of us um, on this on this path um, together yeah. and uh, and yeah um, we'll continue the conversation with alchemy. Right. Uh, you know, I did want to touch in the base though because we kind of dropped it last week and we didn't have the time to really speak about it. Um, you ate some of that granola, right? Right, some of that granola. It's amazing. Oh, it's right? all gone, actually. Yeah, absolutely. So, Earthling food, um, and we're going to have a little spot at the end of this. But one thing, I'm sorry, Earthling food, amazing organic gr granola, and they also do a really great nutritional yeast spice blend for like making like kind of like fake eggs, and it's just a really great seasoning. But also, what we wanted to bring up is we have such a huge, diverse community. If there's anybody else who's starting a small business or has some kind of thing, like reach out to us because we really want to build this community, strengthen yes. this community. And like, if one of you guys, like we found out somebody's making bomb diggity granola, 
we're going to want to share it with you. And if you're making another product and there's something else that you have that you want to spread within our community, please just reach out to us um, because we would love to promote all of our listeners. Oh, yeah. Right? Daniel is a mastermind when it comes to commercial ideas, and I love to film um, these ideas into fruition. So, yeah, let's let's collaborate on something. Let's really, you know, uh, talk not just talk to talk, but walk the walk together in that whole raising each other up. And I feel like this is a good opportunity for that for sure. Yeah. Even if you like make macaroni necklaces, um, we'll sell, we'll, we'll talk about them. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's all, it's just, we just want to support this community and, uh, we just love being connected with you guys also. Again, um, you guys will hear the kind of little thing that we created for that after this today. But other than that, just, I guess it's like moving forward and keep going, right? Move forward, keep going. Heads up high for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, cool. Until next time. Until next time. Excellent. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Not only does it give us the energy we need, it also gives us an opportunity to make a positive environmental impact. Earthling Food Company originated from the simple truth that what is good for the body is good for the planet. They create delicious, plant-based food that lifts us up rather than weighs us down. That's right, you will never find preservatives, refined sugar, oil, animal products, gluten, or any other crap that is environmentally destructive. Only the good stuff. Would you like a hearty granola that is both delicious and healthy? What what about uh, something with zero cholesterol or an alternative to scrambled eggs? Earthly Food Company has you covered. They are a brand new husband and wife startup, so check back regularly for new products. Greg and Jen have been listeners and supporters of the Know Thyself podcast since our very first episode. We first collected on a philosophical conversation and then through the conversation learned about this really exciting new project that they were creating, which is a organic amazing granola that they want to share with all the listeners of our community artisan granola and seasoning make a great holiday gift visit earthlingfood.company that's earthlingfood.company did you say earthlingfood.company that's exactly what i said to order online and use the discount code know thyself that's one word know thyself for 15 percent off your purchase they're also offering uh, free shipping on orders over $70. So, uh, you know, order online today. I would do it like right now. <laughs>